This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to our latest episode of Late Boomers. Today, our guest is Brooke Crawford, speaker, thought leader, life guide, and founder of The Nest, a company specializing in corporate social responsibility with diversity training, crisis management, public relations, and more. And I'm Mary Elkins. Brooke is also a life strategist and creator of Releasing Rock Bottom, a one-on-one mentorship that helps women learn how to heal from trauma and embody new identities. Welcome, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me. You know, tell us about your background and how it led you to the work you're doing today in both the communications and as an intuitive life guide. So I went to college at Seton Hall and my senior thesis was on inclusivity and diversity. And so that's where I really got a taste of what it's like in PR to be a black woman and having the struggle of not being able to compete or compare uh, to my counterparts. And through my research, I really decided that I wanted to teach companies how to include and be diverse as it pertains to um, bringing on new talent. And it was something that at the time I was very passionate about. I felt like, um, you know, especially with the the social climate and things, how they've progressed over the last five to 10 years, it was something that was very important. So I went into PR and uh, geez, I was doing that for about five years and I woke up one day and I decided, you know what, there's gotta be more, I need to do more. And I started to look at my life and ultimately what I wanted to do. And I realized that ultimately I don't necessarily want to focus just on companies. I want to focus on the people because if you heal people, then they're able to show up better in their lives. And so I sat down and uh, over different conversations with girlfriends and just sitting with myself, I realized that I needed a community where women could come and learn different skill sets, whether that be for their jobs, but mainly about personal development and really understanding how to heal at the root, um, guided meditations. My long-term dream is to have an actual physical location where women from all over the country and sometimes the world can come and, and learn from other women, sit in classes, maybe take some yoga, Um, and just relax because I don't feel like there's a home base where all women can come and really unwind and take off the pressures that have been built up for so many years. So that's a little bit about where this all comes from. I think we can all use that and all relate to it. Talk about releasing rock bottom. And also, um, you touched on this as an African-American woman who, like 
all African Americans has inherited generations of trauma. Tell us how you pull from your own experience and your own history to help others. I was in a five-year abusive relationship, and I remember one defining moment where I sat and I said, how did I get here? How did this all come to be? And I realized that no matter how much, you know, the other person was doing these things, I, I allowed it. I allowed myself to be in those situations. And I decided that I wasn't going to be the statistic, even though my community says otherwise, even though the media or news or reports and, and studies were saying otherwise, I said, you know what, this is the last generation. I'm the last one to go through these situations based on prior decisions of other people. Um, I mean, we all know that epigenetics, they pass down different uh, curses. Some people call them, I call them patterns. And I went to work on myself. I realized that there were various patterns. The first one being that I kept choosing people who were abusing me. And it was because I had no self-value. I, I had no self-worth. Um, to be quite honest, I didn't even know what loving myself was. And that's where I started. I started working on my mindset. I realized that I was telling myself so many negative things. Uh, I realized that there was a subconscious versus a conscious. I realized that I would say I want to do all these things, but I would never follow through. So uh, there was a lot of different areas where I just felt like I need to show up for myself because if I'm going to ensure that generations after this don't have to deal with this problem, then it starts with me. And I have to be the change that I want to see. I can't keep blaming the last generation or the generation before that. They did the best that they could with what they were given. And now I, because I know better, I can do better. So that's really been my driving motivation. And I mean, I've been, I have stories upon stories of, of choices that I've made that were subpar. And I decided this is, this is a pattern and it needs to stop. And it started with being acutely aware of what was happening in real time as opposed to allowing my, my mind to slip back through past experiences and wallow in that misery. So I really had to get in the driver's seat of my life and, and like I said, decide that I was going to do something different. Hmm. Like did that have to do that. with releasing rock bottom? Is that It that did. It did. So that aspect, it was very interesting because once I did all of the, the personal development work, I started to realize that no matter how much work I was doing, it was like I was trying to outrun the, the boogeyman, you know? So every time I look back, it's like this, this past that keeps dragging behind me. And it's like, okay, I'm not actively making these decisions, but I'm still ending up in situations. What's going on? And it was because I was in such survival mode through all of those different experiences that I didn't know what it looked like to start thriving. I didn't know what it looked like to enjoy life or just be happy, you know, wake up and you're like, yes, I'm enjoying life. And so I, that was another just level up for me where it was like, okay, now that you've gotten through all of that and now that you're not actively making choices, you need to let that go because you're, that's not your story. And if you're gonna help other women, you now have to be a goalpost. So if you're helping them out of rock bottom, you've got to move out of that and go into thriving. You have to show them what's possible by making these changes that you've made. And you can't do that holding on to 
that past. It was kind of like, I'm sitting here holding on to the past, looking at the future and wanting to inch forward, not realizing you have to let this go in order to have this over here. So that's really where rock bottom came from, realizing that I, I was going to be the way shower of, of how to get to a better reality. Hmm. That's fabulous. Yeah. Who or what would you say have been the most important influencers or mentors in your life? Uh, me. You know, God or the universe, oh. whichever. Oh. People who know me know that I say that the universe is God because God usually has like a polarity attached to it. Um, and I started off with therapists. I started off with coaches and I started to realize that they weren't doing enough for me. They were great in their areas or lines of work, but it wasn't enough for me. I would sit on the therapist's couch and be really frustrated about the fact that I was back there again. And so that I cut the therapist loose. Then when I had coaches, it, it felt like they were dancing around where I wanted to go. And so I cut them loose and I really got into Abraham Hicks, Les Brown, and even Eric Thomas. Those are some of my favorites. And I listened to God in the universe and I said, you know what, if I'm going to come out of this, then you need to give me the answers because nobody else around me has the answers. I'm 31. And so when I first started this work, I was 19, 20. And mm -hmm. during that time in my community, it was shunned or not talked about to have, you know, those mentors that would help you mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. If you were going to church, of course, you're going to get it. But I was looking for something a little bit deeper than just reading, you know, out of a book and, and sitting for a sermon. I needed a little bit deeper than just the pastor or, you know, even church leaders. And I said, you know what, who's deeper than God or the universe? And, you know, people look at me crazy when I say that, you know, you don't have mentors. I have them now, you know, some people that are trusted. I, I listened to Tori Washington. She's been great as it pertains to healing, you know, my money trauma and healing ancestral wounds. But for the most part, it's really been God slash the universe who has guided me in every step of the way and letting me know, you know, you're building the blueprint for this type of healing. It actually seems like you may have started mentoring some people because I hear you on Clubhouse. So talk about Clubhouse a little, little teeny bit. Anything. So originally, when I before I, I jumped on Clubhouse back in December, my sister calls me and she's like, you know, there's this new app and I'm a millennial. And on top of that, I was just busy. So it's like, not another app, please. Not another app. Yeah. Like, it's great got to get on it. And she's telling me about it. And she's telling me, you know, all these women are helping her. And at first, no, no, no. And she told me about it again. And I text her maybe a week later and said, you know what, send me an invite. And so I started to get into rooms and, and meet some people. And I saw the way that it was very impactful. And it also allowed me to not have to focus on all the other aspects as it pertains to social media, you know? So when you post a picture, you have to make sure that it looks right. You might put filters, the caption, there's all these different elements, you know, TikTok, you have to put together this really cute curated uh, video thread, and then you have to put sub or subtitles. And there's just so many different elements. Whereas Clubhouse, you click a button, you're in a room and you just start chatting with people. 
And for me, it's great. You know, at any moment in the day, no matter where I am, I can impact someone's life. And that ultimately is the driving force for me. So um, it allowed me to really focus on my intention as opposed to all of the distractions. And I, I can't even say enough about it. It's been, I mean, I probably spent so much time <laughs> on it. I, I'd say easily five to six hours a day, if not wow. more. And it's, it's just so exciting to talk to different people and, you know, the light bulb goes off and they're like, I've been trying to figure this out for such a long time. And it's like, yeah, that's why we're here. This is what we're doing because, you know, the more that, you know, you'll share it with someone else and they'll share it with someone else. And before you know it, we have a completely awakened world where people are, you know, thriving and, and happy and whole. Yeah. So from all over the world too, yeah. all the different cultures yeah. and people from different countries and we all have the same problems, don't we, for the most part? Yes. That's the other aspect that has been so interesting is because no matter where these people are, it's the same. It, not every story is the same, but it's in the same few wheelhouses where it makes you feel like, gosh, I'm not alone. And even rooms where I don't speak, but I'm listening to other people, you know, whether it be in crypto or business, um, I'm just listening and people are just as confused and trying to figure it out as I am. So it's been really nice, especially during this particular time in history where we don't have as much human interaction as we're used to. It's It's been nice. It's been really nice. Talk about the challenges and obstacles. You mentioned this a little bit, but uh, challenges and obstacles that not only you face, but when you're on Clubhouse, the challenges and obstacles you hear other people having to face as well and overcome. Largest challenge was that my conscious mind said, you know, I deserve a different reality. And my subconscious unbeknownst to me was saying something completely different. And uh, there's so many different layers that are ingrained in that. So the first layer I'd say is my reality or my family they didn't think like I did. Um, and to some degree, some of them still don't. And so to be around them and hear, now it's so clear where I can hear the negative undertones or the disbelief in self. And, you know, it, it creates this divide between myself and my family. And that that has been hard. I'm, I can't even sugarcoat that when you're trying to create something out from scratch and no one has done that. You don't have any example from your family. It is uncomfortable. And when you don't show up to family events because you don't, you don't really vibrate with them on that level or, you know, you're not around and there's complaints, it, it, is, it can be hard. But ultimately what I decided was that this, my mission is more important. My peace of mind, my sanity is more important. And I worked hard for this and I'm not willing to give that up. Uh, so that for me was probably the worst challenge that I've been through. Um, loving myself was the second one. I think that I had been so used to other people telling me terrible things. Um, and at some point I had to realize that somewhere along the line, I internalized it at that particular inception. And so realizing I internalized it and then getting rid of it was just, how do I even climb this mountain? How do I, how do, I do this? How does one love oneself? What does that even mean? <laughs> you know? What did you do? <laughs> Can you give us a hint? Uh, there were a lot of tears. <laughs> there were a lot of tears. 
a lot of confusion. I, I remember walking around, this was probably when I was in college. I remember walking around campus just so confused. Like, is everyone feeling like this? How did I get here? Why am I stuck with this? You know, there was a lot of irritation and anger. And eventually I said, you know what? There's got to be one likable thing about myself. And yeah, one likable thing. And I said, you know what? There is. I love my hair. You know, I love my mind. And from there, I just kind of built on from that. It started with post-its all over the house, reminding myself of positive things. So from the time I wake up, you know, I even had ones that were like on the wall next to me when I wake up or as I'm brushing my teeth. And I, I lived with my sister at the time. So it kind of was like, oh, here she goes again. But for me, I needed to see it everywhere because even if, my subconscious was saying something different. At some point, it would stick because of repetition. And I got in the gym, and I started eating better, and I got rid of all my friends. I, I stopped talking to them. I dumped the the next abusive boyfriend that I had at the time. And I really just got personal with myself. I read a lot. I sat quietly. I cried out all of the things that were hurting me. And as we know, in order to heal it, you have to feel it. And so instead of stuffing things in a box and not really addressing them, I addressed it all, you know, from my childhood, not really feeling loved to the boyfriend who abused me to, I, I have two children. And so in that time, I put them up for adoption and I had to reconcile with the guilt of that, uh, which was hard. It was very hard. Yeah. Um, so it's been a long road. It's been a long road, but I have, you know, just a chunk at a time. And really, as things come along, I address them. I don't just stuff it and keep on pushing. And I think that that's, you know, the most important lesson of it all. Before I was doing this work, I was stuffing a lot. And I never gave myself a chance to uh, mourn, be upset, be angry, be frustrated, and put things where they needed to go. Um, so yeah, that, that's a little bit about my struggles. I think one of the main things that I see other people struggling with is love, which is quite interesting considering that I struggled with loving myself and, um, had to go through this journey of, you know, wanting someone else to fill my cup up. And so when I hear other people, it's like a light bulb goes off or I just kind of feel it where I'm like, I know exactly what they're dealing with and I know exactly what to tell them or, or how to show them the way to the freedom that they want. Because really at the end of the day, all of the things that we want is based in freedom, you know, freedom of choice, freedom to be, have, um, feel loved, have love, et cetera. So that's probably the number one challenge. And then I would say uh, the second one is belief in self. A lot of people struggle with belief in self, but that's rooted in how we are conditioned in society. And so when society tells you, don't worry about that over there, you know, you just need to show up for this nine to five and we're not including in those trainings on, you know, self-care and not the trendy kind where we're buying crystals and doing salt baths. I'm talking about the real self-care where we are tending to our feelings and reparenting, right? Because we've, we've all, you know, no matter what age you've been through, we have all been through some form of trauma. And it's based on the patterns that, you know, have been passed down through generations or it's based on just things that happen in society. Take COVID, for example. 
mm-hmm. there was a, a rise in people who needed therapists. I think it was 40% the U.S. News mentioned. So that's a red flag, you know? I mean, obviously everyone needs mental, emotional, spiritual maintenance, but after one event, everyone's running to a therapist. That tells me that something we're not doing something right. And so I think that those two things are definitely the main sources of contention for people. Yeah, and I think people were running to medical doctors as well because yeah. the stress that they're under because of the lockdown or the loss of job or having to pivot their whole business was making them physically ill. Yeah. Didn't you experience a lot of that when you're talking to people, say, on Clubhouse or counseling people? I did. So one of the things that I do notice is that people do not notice the signs when your body is failing you. It's because your chakras are not in alignment. Uh, and this is, you know, some people call it woo or new age, but I have completely healed my back. Uh, I used to have TMJ. I don't have that anymore. Um, I used to be anemic. I don't have that anymore. So different things have let me know that there's a connection between how you feel, the energy that's moving in your body, your chakras, your nervous system, and uh, how you take on all of those things with life in addition to what you're putting in your body. And, you know, people are saying, like, I had one woman I spoke with recently, and she was really frustrated that her marriage had ended, and and she had went into a business with her former spouse, and, you know, that wasn't going to come about the way that she thought it was, and she was overworked and stressed about what was going to happen with her business, and she was like, I don't understand why this is not coming Um it's not coming to pass the way that I want it to. And I, I said, okay, well, if you look at what you just explained to me, the root of the problem is you. You're upset, you're frustrated, you're overworked. You know, you have a child. When's the last time you just took a beat? When's the last time you poured back into yourself? You're telling me your body is ailing you. That is a red flag. You need to stop worrying about the business and the X and all of this other stuff and get back to you. Because if you can't do for you, then nobody else can either. And that's when the light bulb goes off. And she goes, you know, you're right. And it really is that simple. When you start get, getting back to self and you start taking care of your body, eating right, you know, exercise, walking, whatever it is, you're drinking, you know, your water and you're processing your feelings, you're releasing things, you are making sure that you aren't overworking yourself and, and self-sabotaging, better quality of life all around. And so, yeah, that is something that I am seeing where people are just, it's kind of like this negative cycle and they can't figure out how to get off the hamster wheel. It's like you, you've got to pour back into yourself. You're pouring into other people, their businesses, your business. You have to get back to yourself. Right. And despite the uh, challenges and obstacles, you found a path to success. So what advice do you have for our listeners who are looking for that path? And what is also, in addition to that, what is your definition of success? Success is happiness, um, freedom. Those two things are at the top of my list. Healing. You know, most people say I, I've reached success when I made the money or I reached success when I have the car or the house or you know, the, the man. And it's like, yeah, the, okay, that could be considered success. But before I even get to all of that, I just want to be happy. You know, um, I mean, especially coming from where I was coming from, the statistics were saying that I was either going to end up dead in jail, 
um, mother of like, you know, seven kids, they, they were not looking very bright. So for me to just be happy is success to me. For me to just be mentally free is success. I don't have all of these negative thoughts. And I mean, it was bad. I used to tell myself all sorts of terrible things. You're fat, you're ugly, whatever. And it goes very deep. And so for me to just have a peace of mind and I can wake up and and feel at ease and my nervous system is okay. And, you know, my body is not aching anymore. That's success. And as far as advice, I would say, how bad do you want it? And um, what does life look like in five years? Because that's what I had to tell myself. How bad do you want this? Do you want to be friends with them or do you want to feel better? Do you want to continue coming around the family cookouts where everybody's getting, you know, wasted and, and having fights or do you want to feel better? And ultimately it was, I want to feel better. I, I, I'm not doing this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Um, and I just say fight through it, fight through it. Because it if takes you don't real do guts it, to cut, sorry, it takes real guts to cut off friendships. Yes. I was really shocked when I you know. said that. I was too. I was too. Yeah. There was no announcement. I just, goodbye, you know? And it wasn't like, I don't like you. It's just this bond that we have was created out of trauma because we're both in this same situation together. And so in order for me to grow, this relationship can't exist. And it, there was no malice towards anyone. You know, I wish them the very best, but ultimately I, I had somewhere that I needed to be. And that was more important than just being, you know, in the friend group and, and enjoying whatever it is I thought was fun at the time. Good point. Tell our listeners about your master classes and signing up to settle a woman's guide to stop settling. Tell us about that. So that one was created because I was on clubhouse and I heard a lot of women when I would speak about my partner, they just go, that's not realistic what do you mean? What is realistic? Or they would say that, you know, they're getting men who don't even want to text after a week, or they're getting men who don't open the door for them or men who don't want to be honest or are cheating. And, and it's like, Oh, I know what that is. That's settling. That's what I was doing. And ultimately in order for someone to do something to you, you have to invite them into your space to do it. And so I realized that that's a need. We all need that, especially as women, because we've been conditioned to be small. We've been conditioned to be less than. And it's through our messaging. They want you to fit in this nice, neat little personification of what a woman is. They you know, don't really teach about certain things because women aren't supposed to know about that, whether it be money or, um, you know, what it's like to have a partner or there's all these different taboo things as it pertains to a woman. So you walk out of the house in the dark and you just want somebody to love you, which means that you're settling. And that's exactly what I did. I, I just wanted somebody to love me. So that's ultimately a masterclass for women who feel like, you know, I'm, I'm going above and beyond and I'm going overboard trying to get somebody to love me and I don't even love me. So let's start there. <laughs> yeah. Are your classes available to everyone? Are they on a membership basis? Yeah. 
So I have a couple of things going on um, right now. I'm gearing up. I do have a free masterclass that is in the link in my bio where you can sign up and that will eventually lead to my community, which we will talk about. And then I also have the option where you can apply for a one-on-one -on -one masterclass with me. And so uh, people would just re reach out to me either via Clubhouse or Instagram and let me know that they're interested. And that's more of an application process because it's a longer term uh, program with me where we go through different areas of life and you know we're constantly working on personal development. And uh, it's not just a, a one-time you know, masterclass where you get the information and, and you go. This is more of a high touch, you know, we're doing check-ins and I'm, I'm seeing where the progress is and you're able to see your growth type of masterclass. Wonderful. And also tell us about your latest venture called The Nest. So I was very excited about this because I was talking with my girlfriend and she, uh, so I heard from my sister that you are able to get a master's without a bachelor's degree. And I was shocked at the time. This was probably four years ago that I heard this. And I said, you know what, there should be a space where women could find information like this or share information like this. And there is nowhere, you know, there's not a one-stop shop where you can find all sorts of, you know, information from different areas, whether it be professional development, personal development, wellness, spirituality, et cetera. And I let that thought marinate. So then when I was talking to my girlfriend, um, you know, I told her about what my sister had told me and she goes, wow, that's, that's so interesting. So she took me up on that, that what I had told her, she went and got her master's. So I said, you know what, that changed her life. This could really change people's lives to have a one-stop shop where you, you go, you sit and you learn. And so I talked to her about it some more and she goes, you should put it together. And uh, I was in the airport and I picked up a book and the book had a crest on it and it said the nest. And I said, that's the name. That is the name. It's like a private community for women where we can go and do girly things, you know, whether you're doing your yoga class or a spin class or you were getting some sort of spiritual meditation or professional development. And I, so then COVID hit and I said, okay, I can't do an in-person in location. So what am I going to do now? And that's where Clubhouse came in. I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for now. I'm going to create an online community for women and uh, right now on Clubhouse it is free, but I am gonna be rolling out a membership where I have my teachings or I have guest speakers come and, and speak about different modalities, maybe some uh, NLP healing and, and uh, some other modalities that I'm looking at and I'm really excited, yeah. Is, is there a special way to contact you on Clubhouse for the Nest? Asked if people go to my profile and they go to the bottom of my profile, it's the first club that is listed on my profile. And that's just um, the club so that whenever I host rooms, uh, I host them under my club. And uh, all of the stuff that I normally talk about is, is topics that I do share on Clubhouse. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do host a, a, a Q&A. So members are allowed to come and ask me questions about setting boundaries or toxic relationships on either one of those days. And then from there, I just kind of ad hoc. And whenever I feel like I need to post a topic, I do. Yeah, yeah. it sounds it, fantastic. Yeah. Is I have anything? heard you on Clubhouse. That's how I met you. 
<laughs> I was so shocked. I was like, wow, I wonder where she yeah. heard me from. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember which room, but you know, you're you're on there a lot. So it works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is there anything you'd love to talk about that we missed? You know, I don't think so. I think that covers everything. Um, I would just say this is my passion. It's not really a career move. It's not, you know, a job. I don't, I don't see it like that. I see it as um, something that will live beyond me. And uh, I'm, like I said, I'm saying absolutely not to all the chaos, the drama and the trauma so that nobody else has to after this. And my vision is for women to say, absolutely not. And I'm doing it too. And, uh, yeah. So then their lineage, they don't have to deal with it either. Yeah. Oh, Brooke, thank you so much. Your insight and your wisdom is something that everyone can share for all our listeners. Our guest today on late boomers has been Brooke Crawford, life strategist, communication specialist, expert on social responsibility, crisis management, and on attracting abundance and happiness into life. Thank you, Brooke. And you can connect with Brooke on Instagram. So be sure to follow her on there because she's got the link tree and you can go to her, see what her classes that she's offering and be sure to follow her on Clubhouse. And if you're not on Clubhouse yet and you need an invitation, DM me on Instagram and I will send you an uh, invitation if you give me your cell phone number. And also please follow us on follow us on Instagram, Kathy Worthington and Mary Elkins, and write to us on lateboomers.biz, B-I-Z, to give us some feedback on our podcast. And follow us, follow the late boomers also, of course, on Instagram. We we're here to inspire, inform, and entertain you. And thank you so much, Brooke, for being our guest today. Yes, thank you, Brooke. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed the conversation. Thanks. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact. Have you ever asked yourself this question, why is it so hard to make a buck? I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. 
It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help one million fulfilled women each achieve one million dollars in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.